0: Welcome to another episode of Learn With Besseren, where we discuss the latest trends in leadership development, self-development, as well as well-being. There's so much information out there. We want
1: to make sure we bring in the latest insights and research based on neuroscience and behavior change to give you the tools that you need to make a change in your personal and professional lives.
0: Join us on a journey to learn more. We hope you enjoy this episode and don't forget to subscribe and
1: share this episode with others that might find it helpful. We are living times where many of us ask questions about purpose and happiness. We are living a moment of rupture, moving away from external motivators such as money and status. And we want to understand what can provide us sustainable happiness and what drives intrinsic satisfaction in our lives. I had a good moment after watching a piece of TED Talk called The Secret Ingredients to Happiness. I found it interesting that somehow I would have more answers about how the feeling of being in control of our lives can contribute to our happiness. And I decided to get in touch with a person doing that TED talk. My guest today is Miriam Ismail. She's is a personal and professional coach. And by the way, she's equipped with one of the most complete approaches for coaching, such as meditation, self-hypnosis, emotional freedom techniques, naturopathy, Hypnot- hypnotherapy and productivity, like kind of time management. She she has been an entrepreneur and a published author. She's a speaker and she's an instructor. What is also interesting about Miriam is that she was a finance college professor and worked in fourteen five hundred investment firms in the finance industry. Hmm. And she's also certified in leadership strategies coaching from Harvard University. That's quite impressive and. The other thing is that she has been living in like in four different continents. And Miriam, welcome today. And I wanted to ask you, how do you transition from the world of financial wealth to the world of mind wealth?
0: Thank you so much, Ivan, for your lovely introduction. I'm so happy to be here with you on your platform. I highly appreciate what you do and what you offer. It's totally what resonates with me. Thank you. So, um, the the shift, well, the shift happened. I want to say with age, our um, interests shift and our mindset shifts. So, I became more interested in the well being of the person more than the financial well being of the person. Mm -hmm. And personally, all these modalities you mentioned um, are modalities I use in my personal life. And I found out that the human journey is full of obstacles and challenges, right? That's how we grow, that's how we evolve. And these modalities truly help us always be on the right path, always evolve, always take in the challenges and learn from them. So when I felt the difference these are doing in my life and I was so passionate about them, I truly just wanted to to spread the wealth of information and, and teach these workshops. And I never stop learning. Topics are constantly coming into my umbrella of what I offer. I keep on expanding. I mean, the world is packed with, you know, valuable information and I constantly learn. And then when I feel I'm ready, I transfer the knowledge and I teach.
1: Hmm. Miriam, because I guess that the fact that the focus on wealth, like financial wealth has kind of shifted in, in our current society Partially th- uh, thanks to the fact that we got a little bit of time of to reflect in ourselves, to reflect in our purpose in life during COVID times, we had some break. I was talking about mm-hmm. rupture, but it was like more like a break to take, to take time to think about ourselves. Now there is something very interesting that I call the autopilot syndrome. So we have so many things in life; we are constantly in. Uh, using digital, we are constantly overworked, stressed. uh, And people have the feeling of of not having the control of our lives in our society. According to you, is that a big problem? Is it sizable? Is it only a small percentage of people? Or this is like the big problem for most of us?
0: Yes, I feel this is the problem of our modern age. And unfortunately it affects everybody. It affects 99% of the population. And um, so I believe in balance. As long as you keep things balanced and under control, it's fine, but we don't keep it in balance. And this nonstop noise, connectivity, globalization, information, it's overwhelming. It's stressful. And Mm -hmm. I feel it just drains our resources. It depletes our energy. It makes our focus, our alertness so weak. Our mindfulness just disappears. You become so not living the moment. You're constantly doing something, not living the moment, not aware of what's happening around you. And I really feel in the long run, you just feel so stressed, so tired, so depleted. So, yes, I really feel it is a problem that we should be aware of and we should... um, shift our mindset in order to be able to use it in a balanced way?
1: <clears throat> what I have the impression is that more and more, in fact, we, we believe that we, we are relaxing when, for instance, we take our mobile and we are swinging <laughs> around with objects and we think that we are relaxing. But in reality, our brain is constantly in the, on demand of yes. resources it's like when i look at you in in a zoom call then i have to pay attention to your movements and in fact my my brain is working even more than when if i if i saw you face to face like in a, in a physical in a physical context so there is a huge misunderstanding between being in autopilot and you you said it quite nicely so this moment of mindfulness where we are paying attention to what we feel to the moment and I, I'm, feel, I'm connected with myself and I'm connected with your inter- interactions and yeah. we never have the time to do it. And we find a lot of bull crap reasons to not to, not to um, saying that we don't have the time we procrastinate that maybe when it's not the right moment to, uh, to do it, right? Do you feel yeah. that it, it is quite extensive and it has happened to me many yes. times
0: yeah yeah that's so true <laughs>
1: um what do do you feel that there is a <laughs> kind of consequences between this autopilot syndrome and our s- mental health and subsidizing somehow our human needs? Absolutely. in the
0: long run, you truly just start feeling all this cortisol being released into your system, right? You're constantly feeling you're not catching up. No matter how much you spend time on devices, it's always not enough, right? There's always something else you didn't have the time to see. And you just, you're caught up in this rabbit hole where for me, I feel it's really a waste of time because um, you end up losing, doing something so precious in your time and just wasting it and I don't know. It's it's not rewarding. I, I believe, can I share with you what I believe? <laughs> okay. I believe there is more to life than our daily lives, like the to-dos, the chores, the errands, the responsibilities. So I believe we are spiritual beings and we're here on a mission. And our mission is to constantly evolve, learn, grow, learn from our challenges, from our obstacles. Now. If you are drained and depleted and constantly bombarded with whether social media or the digital world, how are you gonna fulfill this mission? You really can't, right? Because you are swamped with the grind of life. I don't think you would have time to do anything else because you're constantly running and running in circles to catch up. So that's where I tell you there should be control and balance. And the key to all this you need to shift your mindset. You need to tweak your behavioral patterns. The modalities I teach come into play here. If you meditate, if you exercise, if you connect with your higher self, you try to be mindful, then distraction will not affect you so easily because you're so focused, you're so centered, not anything is gonna distract you and take your attention away from something valuable that you're doing.
1: Hmm. And, and what is somehow contradicting with our, our human nature is that we don't allow our, ourselves to take the time to manage these distractions because we can be aware and through mindfulness certainly we learn a little bit how to have the control to recognize a distraction and just be able to make it away to let it go right. And
0: yes.
1: our emotions are, are distractions. Our way that we, we feel that where we are, in fact, spending good time, like spending time watching Netflix, well, it's not always a distraction because it's using our energy. So mm-hmm. to complement this idea that only time could, is wasted is also our energy, that energy that can be put in, a, in, the, in the things that matters to us. And one of the things that matter to us, of course, and you have mentioned it so so nicely in your TED Talk, is how do we reach happiness? And that's wow. the question that I want to, to ask you um, next. So there is a correlation between managing your time because it's about having control of our life at the end. It's not about the time itself. It's about being in control of our life, which is something that it is one of the, is part of the mass love needs for human beings, having control of our lives. When we don't feel the control of our life, then we have pains in, the, in our mental health and we feel like demotivated to, to move forward. So what could be, what, how do you see the correlation between this life control and happiness? And by the way, I want you to define happiness because there is a lot of misunderstandings about what it is.
0: Yes. I would just say happiness is a choice. You wake up, you choose to be happy, regardless what you're feeling physically, mentally, emotionally. Mm -hmm. When I did my TED talk, the whole idea was life is never going to be smooth. Otherwise, what's the point? And if I'm always going to find a reason why I'm not happy, oh, there are hundreds of reasons why you're not happy. So, When I correlated happiness with time management, because in my research, I realized when you are a good time manager, it helps you release all these happy hormones into your system, the dopamine, the oxytocin, the serotonin, and the endorphins. And I'm like, how simple is that, right? So if I need a push, I wake up and I choose to be happy, right? but then I need an extra push To help me kind of take this point to its target. Let me be a good time manager. Because when I'm doing this, physically, I'm helping my body to be happy with all these happy hormones. So the the big idea is you need to choose to be happy. You need to decide to be happy. Mm. And, and, And that's when you can accomplish it. So I don't want to define happiness. I know happiness is gratitude. Happiness is mindfulness. Happiness is great health. Yes, all these are so important. But the most important thing is even if these things are not in your life, maybe good health isn't, maybe mindfulness isn't, still choose to be happy. Mm. And when you do this, you really feel the shift. You really feel you become happier. You, You embrace it. You believe it.
1: (laughs) Indeed. In most of the cases, and I used to believe that, that um, happiness is kind of a concept, but as you mentioned it quite clearly, it is a balance of chemicals that we have in our brain. So we need to be able to manage this balance of production of certain chemicals that makes us feel happy on the moment. Now, again, happiness is not something that they, it is like the instant reward that we have when we are eating a nice ice italian yeah. ice cream is not about hey i got my ferrari or i, I reached my first million there is the concept yeah. of in in happiness of something more sustainable it is about how the, the how you're living your 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 life it is contentment this realization and i love it that you bring back always the the concept of mindfulness you cannot have happiness if you don't have moments where you break and you feel it as you say it is a choice to make the choice is about take the time to feel it if you are not able to distinguish it so what what's what's the point exactly exactly yes this is it (laughs) now and there are kind of uh positive and negatives about the digital world that we are living today. So we mm-hmm. often get hooked by uh, by the digital tools that we use, uh, but it can also help us to be more efficient. I'm bringing it to the to the uh, to the topic of efficiency that is related yeah. to, uh, to to your proficiency in time uh, time management. Where mm-hmm. do we draw the line versus the positives and the negatives that digital can bring in our life? Absolutely,
0: so our digital world has brought in a lot of advantages, definitely. The connectivity is, is wonderful. For instance, I live in the States, but I'm connected to my family, my friends all over the world, and this by itself is, is priceless, right? The key here, I, I keep on saying it, the key is balance. You need to balance your life. So uh, when I do my workshops and my teachings, I always start with an exercise that I created And I call it uh, the Wheel of Life Assessment. So as the name implies, it's a wheel, it's a circle, it's a big circle. And I've divided it into 10 segments. And each segment is going to reflect a part of your life. For instance, one segment, family, one segment, fitness and health, one segment, personal growth, and so on, money, job, living, and so on. So it's a circle. So I ask them to fill it in, each segment, what is the number you'd give it? One, when you're not happy in it, and 10, when you are very happy in this segment, right? Mm -hmm. When we start doing this exercise, this will give them a complete picture of what they're feeling at this point in time. And I always ask them, when you look at it, you need to balance it. So for instance, if you feel your family life is a one and then your work life is a nine, this is a big imbalance. So this is an eye-opener for you. So which means you need to work more on improving your family life and so on and so forth. So when we balance the wheel, when we balance the wheel, we become very mindful. We become in control. Then we are aware of how to use things positively. I use the digital world positively I know when to stop I know when it's time now to go exercise and meditate and not keep on you know using my device Mm -hmm. I know when it's time to spend time with the family but you know so I always start off I I link everything I link everything but I always start off with this wheel of assessment life assessment because it gives you who you are where you are and, and how you can start shifting things to kind of become a better version of yourself
1: it, it looks so simple, but the trick is that always we cannot do it alone. We need to have yes. someone like to make us say the things as they are, that we are unhappy yeah. because otherwise when we are alone, we say, okay, I didn't call my mother for two weeks time. It is fine, right? Mm. But mm. when we have, when we are saying it to someone, we feel a little bit more that what we are saying, we wait a little bit more, the, the, the importance that it has in our uh, in our life. So that's that's quite amazing. Um, I wanted to get back to one point that you mentioned before about happiness being a choice. Yes. How do we create this mindset of happiness is my choice? What are the what could be the like a starting point for someone who wants to create this, this mindset? Can can this person create it tomorrow? start creating, building that that mindset as of tomorrow. Yes.
0: I always advise a very simple trick. Wake up one hour before you need to. So you wake up one hour before you need to and you enter your day on a very graceful note, very relaxed note. You wake up and I want you to have a morning ritual, meaning You just don't wake up and start on your device. No, that defeats the the whole purpose, right? You wake up, you have a morning ritual. It may include anything that makes you feel connected. Maybe you meditate, maybe you pray, maybe you exercise, maybe you go for a jog, maybe you have a coffee um, on your balcony or your pool or whatever, you know. Mm. You do something that connects to you. You open your eyes, choose to be happy, Feel grateful that today you're alive, today is a new day, it's a gift. You're gonna conquer it positively and be productive and be happy. When you start on this note, the whole day will follow on this note. Mind you, I'm not saying that we are gonna wake up without aches and pains maybe in our body, without maybe mentally we're distracted, we're upset. No, of course, life is always full of obstacles, but you put that aside, You treat the day as a new day, as a new page, you carry on. And then I have like, I call them time wasters that I feel over the years. I I think these are the main things that truly make us lose time. I have a few time wasters. One of them is procrastination. One of them is not planning and all that. So when you start one hour early, perfect set of mind, your mindset, everything is clear. Keep in mind the mind wasters and how to overcome them and stay on it that you are a good time manager releasing the happy hormones in your system throughout the day. Voila, it's a wonderful
1: equation, right? Indeed. And and when we say it like this and we don't know enough about how the brain functions, we Mm. believe, yeah, that's something like keeping hippie says, but the reality is that our brain is a little bit like kind of dumb. It doesn't distinguish between reality and fiction. So what happens is that setting up your mindset, like repeating a sentence that is going to be like today, I'm going to do less of waste of my time. Like today is going to be something positive. Or today I'm going to make the choice of being happy our when we are saying it our brain believes that this is reality and it starts generating all of the chemicals that you have mentioned to to enhance to prepare our brain to make to make it happen it is not that we attract luck or whatever no it's our brain that perceives the world removing the negativity and believes on that there yeah. is there is this um uh how how can i call it like story, in fact, that there was some researchers doing uh, comparing, for instance, when imagine that you break up with uh, with your boyfriend or, or girlfriend or wh- whatever. The pain, the reality of the pain that our brain perceives is similar mm-hmm. between the crush of a, a mini crush with a car and the pain that we feel when we break up with someone that we love. Uh-huh. So our brain does not distinguish reality and fiction. So that's an opportunity to train our brain to, to kind of trick him to believe certain new things. But we have to get exactly what you say, these morning rituals to create, to prepare our brain for the rest of, uh, of yeah, the yeah. day and prepare our brain to have the choice of happiness. Yes.
0: You know, Ivan, it's as simple as when you fix your bed in the morning, just by completing this simple task, dopamine is released (laughs) into your system one of the happy hormones just because you completed the task yeah so imagine right so and so on and so on and so on and so on you finished your exercise endorphins and dopamine is released Mm -hmm. into your system you know you meditate you release so it's it's wonderful we keep on releasing these happy hormones feeling productive feeling that our day is
1: meaningful and And mindful (laughs) indeed and that's what makes us human at the end because the highest thing that we want to achieve in our life is self-actualization being the you say best version of ourselves so when we achieve something that we wanted like making the bed as simple as making the bed Yes. yes, our brain is saying you, you, you have done it. Bravo, bravo, <laughs> bravo! <laughs> Makes me think about yes. the discussion with my when my daughters were younger. Every, every time they were eating correctly, bravo, doing the, the exactly. Show. Yes,
0: yes, exactly. Yes.
1: Now there are. You have mentioned that the starting point of a discussion about how to set up the priority, uh, priorities in our life is. Uh, working on the wheel of life to see, to see how satisfied we are with certain topics now the next step would be uh to would be to say how do we make the time uh to manage uh, to to manage these priorities new priorities that come to our life after assessing hey i'm not satisfied about my family life or i'm not satisfied about my, the 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 time uh, the time that i'm allocating to my children or to my wife or I'm not satisfied about my job for instance so we need to start making the time to work on it and there are different methods some of them are super complicating complicated by the way i i back in the days i used to practice this um uh just what was the name just uh getting things done hmm. i started that and after one month i had to drop it because it was too complicated and it was rather wasting my time but so there are different methods to manage uh, your time what are the ones that you feel are more appropriate to drive long term results so that we have less friction and we are not fighting with our motivation and we let it drop like my personal example yes
0: so um In my time management workshops, I have a lot of tips and guidelines, and I have a lot of strategies to to overcome all this and truly become a very good time manager, regardless of who you are. So, but I want to mention one thing here. Some of us are born better time managers than others. And here, when I I start my time management workshop, I usually start with the Myers-Briggs personality assessment. Because I I found a link between Myers-Briggs and what type of time manager you are. So if you are a great time manager, excellent, a bit of tweaking and you're done. If you are not a good time manager, I have lots of techniques where you will learn them and they become part of your personality. So you're not going to drop it after a month the way you dropped, just do it, right? Because it never became part of you. It was a chore for you. You just Mm -hmm. lost interest. Yes. No, I let them embed these new habits, new skills and their personalities, and you're shifting, you're shifting the behavioral pattern. For instance, I I told you we have 10 time wasters. Let me mention procrastination, right? So procrastination, we all do it now, but we do it for different reasons. So I found two types of procrastinators. Type one, where they do it because it's boring. They don't wanna do it. It's repetitive, ah, whatever, I'll do it later, okay. So I I train them to stop that mindset and feel, no, I need to do it and get it over with. So we have exercises for that. Now type two, type two do it because they are seeking an adrenaline boost when the deadline is approaching and they're not ready yet. Mm. So they do it constantly for this boost of adrenaline. Mm. Now I take them back to the circle, the wheel of life that we did. What's missing in your life causing you to seek this adrenaline boost? So see, everything is linked. Everything, is, everything has a deeper reason. So I deal with the root problems. I don't deal with the superficial symptoms. I go deeper into what is the reason you do this? And that's why when, when you do my time management workshops, at the end of it, you come out with a very concise plan as to how to choose to be happy, how you are a good time manager, and how you're always in control, mindful, fulfilling your life journey in a positive way. Mm-hmm. So, so, so this is it. You need to go into the deep problem, not just treat the symptoms. So, so I don't wanna, like lots of strategies, lots of tips. But each tip is targeting a specific um, mindset you have, a specific pattern you have, and we solve that and we move forward.
1: Mm. I, I, I like your examples. And uh, what I was wondering is, where would you classify someone who has the fear of failure? So, because I, I, I feel like they don't enter into pattern one neither in the, the boring thing or the pattern two, which is adrenaline boost. But some mm. people are procrastinating because they don't want to see the outcome. Like, give, let me give you an example. So some very often I hear people who wants to leave the jobs, right, okay. because they are not happy. They are not a match with the culture. They they feel like they are not recognized whatsoever, but they stay there. And by the way, it has mm. happened to me back then, but. <clears throat> I'm just sharing a little bit of of my personal life here. Uh, is there something specific that would work for people who are who are fearful about the results, the outcome? Like what is going to happen if i if I leave my job, I'm going to lose my financial wealth, I, I'm going to be suffering, my my family is not going to be happy with me, and so on. Yes.
0: So this is it, Ivan. That's why I have so many modalities. Here comes into it the self-hypnosis, the energy healing, because his fear is a result of something really deep in his subconscious. So we need to see that. How was his childhood? What causes this fear? Something caused it. You can't be afraid out of the blue. We work on that. So now it's, you, you have to treat the symptoms that came up as fear you want to go deeper and find out why what happened in his previous job did he ever experience um failure and that's why now his fear is manifested we go deeper so i i go into other modalities to treat this which is self-hypnosis is very powerful uh, eft tapping is very powerful it depends on the person some people don't like these modalities we always find modalities to resonate with you because we have so many modalities out there but for people who like self-hypnosis, EFT tapping, energy healing and all that again we can solve this fear problem through these modalities.
1: Okay EFT tapping can you say more because I mean it's uh, I know a little bit about it but I, I explain me a little yeah. bit more about EFT and how how does it work because It's a name, otherwise.
0: So EFT tapping is emotional freedom technique. I'm going to keep it very brief. It is based on the concept that we are beyond our physical body. We are an energy body having a physical body. So think of it as when you are on a highway and an accident happens, what happens? Traffic jams, you know, it makes it very hard for you to go from point A to point B. Same with the energy body. So the belief here is, when there's energy blocks in your energy body, it's causing all these issues that are manifesting in your physical body. So all we do is we clear these energy blocks. Again, you do it through tapping, You, you, you you tap, there's a sequence we use, tap again it has to resonate with you i know some people don't it's fine i respect that we have other modalities for them but tapping the from my experience results are i don't want to like give it too much but results are instant like immediately once you go through the pattern you would feel the result and we keep on digging you know this is it the human experience is a work in progress right Mm. you keep on working on it you keep on working on issues on negative um, I don't know um, habits positive how you keep on you know working on yourself to bring out the best in you
1: and that's something that is very difficult for us humans to understand that there is no one single formula that can be adapted for you, you as an individual, your psychology is quite unique. So people has to be open to this approach of continuous improvement instead of saying, I'm going to read this book and I'm going to be the next uh, or (laughs) the next time manager. No, it is not about that. It is about trying and see what fits to you so it's about that finding the right person who will help you out match the 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 approach that will work for you and god knows that we we need to be open to this um to this approach of trying new things accepting failure because some certain of the things it will not work simply because it doesn't work for everybody everybody
0: exactly I always work on the principle, I tell my participants or students, like when something don't, when something doesn't work for you, it's not you're a failure, it's like you have to shift and do something else, it's not part of your life path, it's just um, an alert to tell you this isn't the right path, do something else. So as you said, there are many ways, many modalities, many different uh, thoughts, as long as it resonates with the individual, that's it.
1: Indeed. But... Why do you feel that people do not take a serious grip on their time management skills? We and the thing is that we always find a good excuse, including me. I don't have time for that. But behind it must be something happening in our brain yeah. that block okay. that creates a blockage. But with the experience that you have, what do you think it is that the biggest? the biggest reason why people do not take seriously, but managing your time will affect your happiness and your possibility, yeah. the choices that you have in life. Because it
0: requires work. And sometimes they feel they don't want to be bothered with the extra work it requires, you know, for them to fulfill all this. Because we've been saying you need to dig deeper, do your wheel of assessment, do this and do that and tweak your mindset and wake up early. (laughs) So sometimes people feel they don't want to go through all that. But... If you see the big picture, it will be a bit of work at the beginning, but then everything will be incorporated into your habits, into your personality within just 66 days. You can acquire all these wonderful new habits, or you can quit old, annoying, negative habits. All it takes is 66 days, right? So for 66 days, you're gonna struggle to kind of make it work, but then it will be so smooth moving forward. So it all has to be with the person's idea of what is it they want to do in their life. They want to spend it grinding day in and day out and living the daily life, or are they willing to discover their main purpose, their mission? Why are they here? What is the big picture they're supposed to accomplish in addition to our daily life? Our daily life is just for us. It's a necessity for us Mm -hmm. to survive this this human experience right but there's a deeper reason you everybody has a unique mission that only this person can do hmm. and uh, you you know you leave your you leave your signature so for you to be able to do all that you need to zoom out from the busyness of your life zoom out and try it and see the big picture hmm. and then if you're willing then you have to get in the process of, you know, doing all these
1: things. Even though you, you have mentioned 66 days, let's put it into perspective. We are not talking about 66 days that I'm going to live my current life to just focus on my change. In fact, the efforts are much more less than it is perceived because it's about this continuity, this repetition of things that we are going to do, like, Waking up in the morning to prepare our mindset. What do yes. we do? Five minutes, 10 minutes? Create no. rituals yes. in order to reduce the friction that we have in, in, in our brain. Because our brain doesn't like change. Our brain, in fact, whenever there is a change, there is this old thing that comes up and lights up fear. Big change because it's made to protect us. Like Back in the days, if there was a wild animal, we had these uh, hormones that are telling us, hey, watch out. We don't like change. I mean, we, our brain doesn't like change. So in order to like trick the brain, we, instead of having like a disruptive change, we create like habits that are repetitive until it becomes a reflex. Like when we are driving a car and we don't even think about it uh, because all the movement, think about the complexity that it is to drive a car. But at the end, we when we know how to do it, it becomes like a reflex. Our brain is like breathing,
0: yes. It, it
1: becomes like exactly. breathing, you don't need to make an effort for that. Yes. But but in the transition to changing and taking the control of our lives, I would say, yes, you need like somebody to make you accountable, to do like regular check-ins, right? To to tell you to motivate you if you have failed. No, yes. I mean, if something has failed, it's not you who has failed. Something has failed and doesn't match with your Current, I don't know, lifestyle or it's a method that is not relevant for you, resonating uh, with you. Somebody who can do a check-in if you are progressing and make you realize that you are progressing because sometimes when you are doing these micro habits, you don't realize really that you are progressing, but you are, right? Mm-hmm. True. That's so true. You need somebody to monitor you and keep
0: on um, motivating you. You know, inspiring you. Exactly.
1: That's where I come in. <laughs> Indeed, Miriam, that's that's the, that's the job of, of a coach yeah. offering a wealth of tools in order to yeah. provide change because a coach, in fact, and, and that's something that I, I found quite interesting about you, is that you are offering a wealth of techniques. You are not mm. saying this is my specialty, my I don't know, my EFT tapping, my hypnotherapy or whatever. You are saying, I come with all these things so that Mm. I can pick and choose the most relevant for you as an individual, Ivan or whoever is is your- your True,
0: it's like having a toolbox, right? You have a toolbox and then you use the appropriate tool for the appropriate
1: Mm. project, yeah. Miriam, so let's imagine that um, uh, I have to start tomorrow taking control of my time. Yes. What actions do you advise me to start doing if I have mm-hmm. to do it tomorrow? And, I, and you know that I, I, there is going to be friction because if you tell me do for two hours meditation, I will tell you. Yeah. Uh, okay. yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> really
0: a very, very simple way to just start, just wake up earlier than you should. If you can't wake up one hour earlier, just half an hour earlier. Mm. starting your day on a very relaxed note instead of waking up and you're late and you're rushing you know it makes a difference when you wake up and it's still calm and you're not in a rush to be anywhere you are setting the tone for your day by just doing this you will feel the difference but just by doing this This simple, simple trick. So I uh, and then I I like to always (laughs) advise that it might sound a bit crazy, but I love it. The minute you open your eyes again, regardless of what you're feeling, smile, even if you're forcing yourself to smile, smile. So you wake up and you smile (laughs) and then you start your day, you know, brush your teeth, wash your face, whatever you have your coffee, but start on that. Uh, for me, meditation is is a big one. So, But again, as you said, not everybody can meditate. Not everybody is willing. Again, I feel when you meditate for a few minutes in your morning, oh my goodness, it's like the cherry on top of a wonderful morning ritual.
1: <laughs> that is true. And I, I must say that back in my days, I had like a big problem with meditation because okay. I wasn't aware that Meditation can start even with two minutes, like two minutes yes. breathing exercise. Yes. It, it is about connecting with yourself. I don't need to be focused for hours. I know that people, no. people can improve and take longer, longer minutes to feel themselves. But sometimes just a breathing exercise of two minutes, it is enough yes. to do the check-in and at the same time prepare your mindset because there is an initial intention with yes. your breathing. And then you can prepare the yes. day correctly. Exactly. So when I, when
0: I teach meditation, I have so many different styles. But one powerful and simple one is take two minutes while breathing properly in and out, listening to your body's rhythm. Just think of five things you're grateful for. That's it. Mm-hmm. So I'm grateful for this. You might say, I'm grateful I woke up today. It doesn't have to be material things or big things. Just I'm grateful. I found a parking spot. It could be as <laughs> simple as that, you know. Just think of five things or more, but I say five because I make it easier. Five things that you're grateful for. Meditate for two minutes. There you
1: go. Hmm. It's quite Sometimes. relevant for for Dubai to say I'm grateful that I found a, a parking spot. <laughs> really. <laughs> exactly. See. So. I, I I just want to summarize what I have taken out of uh, out of this uh, last. Question is that waking up early is about creating a moment where you are not going to be distracted by your day-to-day chores, which is kids screaming, husband uh, talking, uh, thinking about work. So you create, you 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 move, you remove, in fact, things that um, can um, make you not focus on what you do. So you remove the the the, the noise.
0: Yes, a distraction. Yes.
1: So that's something that is uh, that is quite useful. The story about the smiling, I, I like it a lot because, again, it goes back to the story that I was saying. Uh, our brain is a little bit dumb, so fiction and reality. So if our brain can connect, can generate hormones, and that is going to communicate to our mouth. he, he, he. <laughs> the opposite sorry. is also true. The movement yes. of our mouth is telling our brain, produce this hormone because he's happy right yes so yes. it is something that is quite uh that that is quite good and so it- simple ivan right yeah. so simple yeah indeed. indeed it is not something that is that is wow it's going to take me so much time and then yes. story about meditation and, and meditation let's put it into perspective it's not about doing yoga having a mat It is just a moment to connect with with yourself to decide the intentions that you want today. So if it is your intention it is about having the option of being happy today, do it. Just connect with yourself because your brain is going to digest that and is going to have the the, the right type of glasses to see the world in the happy way. True. I I love that. Creating habits to for time for time management is about a lot of repetition. It doesn't have to be like intense work, like one hour, two hours per day. It can be very short sprints or runs of time, like two minutes, five minutes, in order to decide to practice what what is the the thing that you want to accomplish on the uh, on the day. But it's about consistency. It's not about intensity, right? Habits is is, is that. I love that. So that's something that it it is quite relevant. Instead of imagining that if I have to take control of my time in order to be happy, I need to do a lot of effort is to remove this, already this mindset to say it could be easy if I do something repetitive. That that could be the the, the good starting point. Miriam, I wanted to ask you, so how do I reach you out? If I, I mean, you have this beautiful signature course, that uh, in in order to prepare to go through the journey of of taking control of our life, um, how how do I get more information about you? If I want to chit chat about about that, if I have a challenge, how how do I reach you out?
0: Um, the best way to reach out is uh, my website, so you can email me from my website, uh, which is uh, Precious Time info. And uh, I have a YouTube channel, again, Precious Time LLC, uh, where I share my videos and, and you know, uh, my ideas. Uh, but usually I respond promptly to emails and uh, it would be the starting point to get hold of me through the website's
1: email. Okay, so I'm going to do this following. I'm going to put your website PreciousTime.info, below this yeah. the description of, of 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 this discussion i'm going to put the the access to your youtube channel precious time llc and i'm going to do something more let's put your linkedin account because we i think that this yeah. is the one of the easiest way i mean we we could reach out to each other yeah. very easily to that a thing, message, yeah. and that, that's yeah. something that is quite beautifully done Miriam, yes. it was lovely to speak to you today. I, you. I, I really like the fact that connecting, connecting the, the, this, this resource that we have, and, and it's a scarce resource because we don't get it back time to the sense of feeling happy, feeling content, mm-hmm. satisfied of what we do. It is yes. very, very important. A, and I like what you do. Thank you very much, Miriam.
0: Thank you so much. It was really wonderful being your guest, Yvonne. As I told you, I love your work. Resonates with me so much. I hope your audience will enjoy this um, talk. And um, I truly appreciate the opportunity.
1: Oh, thanks! lovely. Hey, by the way, I forgot to say, I need to put the link to your TED Talk because that was super inspiring. And to whoever
0: watches it, please share with me your thoughts.
1: (laughs) Great. Ciao, Miriam.